Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 193. First of all, I want to say thank you for your patience over the last couple of days. Uh, On the Way has not been on the airways, and the reason is is because the platform that we use was attacked by hackers. We had to stay clear of that platform for some time to make sure that they had their issues fixed before we uploaded and uplinked to them. And so thank you for your patience. Had nothing to do with us, really had to do with just the evil world in which we're living when everybody's trying to get something for nothing. But what I want to do is talk to you in the next few days about execution. Not execution of someone as in killing someone, but execution as in leadership. As many of you know, I have really given my life in latter years to helping churches and leadership within churches, both from a professional level and those who would, quote, be on a lay level, end quote, whatever that means. But really, I am set in every way, in my heart and in my mind, to helping to do my part to train the next generation of leaders, to help those who are struggling today and help those that hopefully in the future will be able to read some things and help them to put into practice some of the principles that I'm going to be sharing with you. At age 53, I realized I needed help. I needed help in leadership. I'd had some successes, had a lot of failures in the world's eyes, but I knew that God wanted to help me to help others. In order to do that, I needed more intensive training myself. And let me just say to you that all Christian education, all Christian education, if it is truly Christian, not just schooling, but all Christian education is nothing more, nothing more ever than intentional, intensive, structured discipleship. If discipleship, being more like Jesus, living more like Jesus, thinking more like Jesus, is not in your educational grid, then get out of it. Because that's what God wants us to do. Now, if you've got to be in school to be a physician, an engineer, all that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in whatever vocation you are in and whatever it is that you feel like God has gifted you and bent you toward, whatever you're going to do, you're going to need the principles I'm about to give because you're going to be working with people and you're going to be needing to understand about relationships. Life is made up of relationships. I wish I'd have found that out earlier. I wish that I could have known some of the things I know now at 65 when I was 25, and it would have helped me to have been a better pastor all the way down the line. Because what we need to be doing is building relationships and not burning our bridges. We need to be building bridges, not burning bridges. Bridges to people. Because if we burn our bridges, we're never going to be able to help them. And I know sometimes you've got to. Sometimes someone is toxic and they will not listen to reason. They'll not listen to the Holy Spirit of God. They'll not listen to biblical admonition. And they are a divisive person. Well, you need to separate from them. 
But that's not everyone. And many times we separate from people that could really be used by God to help us. Uh, we just don't like the criticism that comes along with that person. And so what I want to talk to you is about relationships, and especially in the area of relationships and how to get the most out of every relationship for them and for us. And if we're going to have relationships, if we're going to see anything accomplished, we've got to follow really a grid, a, a set of steps to help us to succeed, to be what God wants us to be. And what is success? Success is knowing God, knowing God's will for your life and doing it. That's what success is. Success is not built around money, name, fame, acclaim. It's built around knowing God, knowing God's will for your life and doing it. So you need to stop and ask yourself the question, do I know God? Do I really know him? If I do, do I know his will for my life? Do I know why he put me on this earth? And I'll tell you, if you can't answer that question in the affirmative, then you need to get on your face before God, get in the word of God until God shows you why he puts you here on this earth. I know why God put me on this earth, and the reason is I sought it with all of my heart, and God in his gracious mercy and kindness showed me his will. But I don't believe God's trying to hide his will from any of us. God wants us to know why he put us here. I'm not talking about a vocation. I'm not talking about a job. I'm talking about what life is really about for the child of God. And whether you're a physician, whether you are a uh, assembly line worker, whether you are somewhere in between being at a level of leadership and being at a top level of leadership or whether you're a farmer or whether you are a gardener, whatever it is that you do for a living to make money, that's not your life. That's your living. Your life is bound up in Jesus. He is your life. Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Yes, but to live is Jesus. He is our life. And uh, whatever his plan for our life as far as making a living, it is God's will for us to know him, to make him known to others. But we need to find out what God put us on this earth to do from the teaching of Scripture and then get on with doing it. And God will bless that. And you cannot be anything but a success if you're faithful to do what God wants you to do. Because after all, that is the criteria of blessing. When we get to heaven, God's not going to say, well done, thou good and successful servant. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. It's faithfulness that we're looking for, not, quote, success, end quote, because being faithful to God is success. And that's why I say all the time to people who are bearing down on others to witness, I just say, ease up. Let me tell you, you can't win a soul to Jesus. Only the Spirit of God can change the heart. They can know everything there is to know. You can give them the Roman road, the Isaiah road, the John road, every book of the Bible road, and they can understand you. And unlike what some of our presentations and say, does this make sense to you? Yes. Well, is there any reason why you wouldn't uh, believe that? No. Uh, well, then uh, pray this prayer and you're saved. Well, you can pray that prayer till you blue in the face, but until there's an exchange of your repentance for his life, your deadness for his life, your decay for his righteousness, then there is no salvation. You can pray to you blue in the face, but there has to be a commitment of your life to Jesus. And so all I'm saying is, this is not what I'm talking about as far as head knowledge. I'm talking about knowing God, finding God's will for your life and doing it and helping others 
to relate to him and to relate to you. If you're going to have a successful marriage, these principles are going to have to be at play that I'm going to give you or you're not going to have a good, successful relationship. It's just the way it is. Same thing's true with a teacher and a pupil. Same thing's true with a parent and a child. Same thing's true with an executive and those who work with him or under him or ever how you want to look at it. The fact is that the position of leadership will not take you very far. Your position will only get your foot in the door. How you lead people is through personal influence, not positional influence. If someone has to get up, for instance, and say, I'm the pastor, I'm the pastor, we do this because I'm the pastor, he's not the pastor. Sometimes people will say to me, well, haven't you pastored two or three or four or five or six or seven churches? And I will usually say to them, well... I've pastored, and I'll name a number considerably less than what they have given. And the reason is, I said to a pulpit committee one time, well, actually, uh, I didn't pastor that first church. Two ladies pastored it, and I'm sure the deacon chairman pastored one. On and on and on. You see, just because you have a position, that doesn't mean that you are going to be able to lead people. Because your personal influence and your walk with God is what's going to enable you to have influence in people's lives, to lead them, if you're going to do great things for God. And after all, isn't that what we're here for, is to allow God to use us to our greatest capacity and our greatest potential? And so I want to lay out the straight A's for success, and I'm going to give them to you. And then each day, we're going to take one of these and work with it. The first one is assignment. We have to make the assignment clear. Now, what is an assignment? It's an expectation. If you're going to have relationships with people, sooner or later, you've got to let them know what are your expectations for them and what are their expectations for you. If you're going to ask them to perform a task, you've got to spell out who can do it, what do I really expect, where are they to do it, all of these kinds of things. What's the time frame? All of those kinds of things. Expectations have to be laid out. If you're a teacher, for instance, you have to lay out what is the assignment, what is the expectation. And teachers, you know where I'm going with this. You can write it on the board. You can send it home. You can get the kids to sign it. You can get the parents to sign it. That doesn't mean they understand the expectation. No, really, the only way that they understand the expectation is, in reality, if they get it inside of them. And if they cannot speak it back to you, truly speak it back to you, and know what in common language they're expected to do, then they don't really know what they're expected to do. And the same thing is true whether it's work or whether it's church or whatever. And we'll talk more about that. If you're going to assign something to someone, you've got to give them the authority to carry out that assignment, that means the budget. That means the training. That means the equipment. That means the time. You can assign all you want to, but if you are not giving them the opportunity to fulfill that assignment and the equipment to do that, it's probably not going to be done. In government, that's called unfunded mandates. Unfunded mandates. When the government says to a municipality or to a state or a state says to a municipality, well, here is what we expect of you, but they don't give you the money to do it. They don't give you the equipment to do it. They don't give you the training to do it. They just expect you to do it. Well, that's that's headed for a train wreck. And that's true in every opportunity. 
also assignment. That is, make the expectations clear. Authority, give someone the opportunity to do what it is that you expect of them and what you've assigned to them. Then you've got to hold people accountable. That really has to do with communication, and we'll talk a lot about communication. But you've got to hold people accountable. Any kind of assignment that is given authority, if you give someone authority and it's not held in balance and in check, you're about to make a huge mistake because any authority without accountability will lead to abuse of authority. Sooner or later it will because we're fallen human creatures and all of us need accountability. At age 65, I can tell you, I want all the accountability I can get. Now, I'm not talking about critical in the sense of critical criticism and uh, destructive criticism, but all of us need accountability. We need to be held in check because it always runs amok without accountability. Any kind of authority will do that. And so we'll talk about communication. So you make the expectations clear. You give someone the opportunity and the authority to do something, you hold them accountable. That takes communication skills, and we'll talk about that. And then you have to assess them. Sooner or later, everyone needs to be assessed. Well, uh, have you accomplished what we agreed that you would? And in the time frame in which uh, we assigned, were you given the proper authority? Were you given the proper equipment? And so I assess in two areas when I go into churches or dealing with someone. First of all, I have to ask the question, is this person the right person to do it? Does this person need to be on the team? Well, they may be on the team. Collins called it on the bus, but they may be on the wrong seat on the bus, and so they may need to change seats. They, we may have them in a position of leadership when they're not ready for that. So when you assess, you assess ability, aptitude. Is this person the right person for it, but do they need training? Well, you can go a 1,000 miles with that. They may need more equipment, training, time, whatever the situation is. The second thing you always need to assess is not just aptitude ability, but also attitude. You see, attitude is not something. Attitude's everything. And so we'll talk a lot about that when we get to that day. And then finally, the fifth day, after assignment, authority, accountability, assessment, is applaud. When someone does something and they do it well, we need to reward them. We need to give them the applause that they're due. We need to think about verbally appreciating them, financially rewarding them, recognition, plaques, notes, personal notes, handwritten notes, cards, gift cards, uh, special rewards, and we'll talk about incentives as well. But these things are things that build relationships, and if you're in the business world, what I'm going to share over the coming days might not even be anything new to you. You've heard it a thousand times. If you're a teacher, you've been through seminars on this. But what I want to do is just help you and give you a grid. And if you would like, if you just write to uh, questions at TonyCrisp.org, questions at TonyCrisp.org, I will send you a grid. A rubric. I'll send you a, a template where you can have this for yourself and use it in your personal life in every kind of relationship. And so I look forward to spending some time with you and the straight A's for success. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast.
That's questions at TonyCRISP.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.